everyone. Welcome to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We invite you to join our mission to love like Jesus, and you can connect with us on social media or visit our website, csvineyard.org. Now for this week's talk, brought to you by co-lead pastor, Amos Grunendijk. You might be on this journey of faith, and we're going to invite you to try it on, to live, maybe, as, as an experiment, as if it's true. Actually, I would say that would be a good thing for everybody in this room to do. Live as if it's true. And for some of us, we'll be watching this and thinking, man, I wish my friend was here to do this with me. And the good news is, after we're done with this Alpha course on Sunday mornings, we will be hopefully hosting other Alpha courses in homes in maybe a couple different places. But this is, this is a real push to give our, our community momentum as we make Alpha one of the focuses of bringing the love of God and ex- experience of God and relationship with God to people. And as I said before, it's, it's the most important journey that anybody can walk, the, asking the question of, what do I believe? And uh, some of you maybe have heard of Francis Collins. He was the director of the Human Genome Project, he, and he was, a, he was a doctor, and one of his patients, uh, after going through a near-death experience, looked at him and says, what do you believe? And he realized this. He was an atheist at this point. He said, I had to admit to myself that I had arrived to an answer to the most important question without ever looking at the evidence. In other words, he was raised in a family that didn't go to church. In college, he, you know, would discuss religion but didn't have any real preferences. And so he just kind of slid into the belief of atheism. And this, this patient of his wakes him up. He says, when I, I realize that there are many pointers in the universe and my beloved mathematics brought me to the person of Jesus. And I am amazed at the historical evidence for Jesus' resurrection. And so his, his belief, his assumption before actually examining the evidence that the only people that really believed in Jesus did so based on emotional grounds or maybe experiential grounds. And that's actually, that's one of the ways that we can access the person of Jesus, right? Like we were made with emotions, with hearts. And we, I believe that God speaks to us through those things. But there's also like a, a, an intellectual, a rational, uh, a, an evidence-based reason or rationality to come to belief in Jesus like Francis Collins did. And one of the things I guess I want to start with is what, what do I mean by Christianity? What do the alpha people mean when they say Christianity? Because like, sometimes it gets very mixed up in politics and sometimes it gets very confusing with all the people who go to church having all these debates that don't really maybe matter to me in my life. But I want to use, I want to use the words of Jesus and I'm going to invite everybody to stand. And like I said, I don't, I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable, but maybe just experiment with the assumption that Jesus is real, that his words have power, and that he really did raise from the dead. So I'm, I'm going to, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to John 14. And we stand just uh, because here at the Vineyard, we trust the Bible, but we also stand to honor the one who wants to reveal himself through the Bible. Like God wants us to know him, and that's That's why we have this book. And so John 14, Jesus says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. 
or put faith in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So I'm going to pray just a second. God, we ask that you would be our teacher, that you would reveal truth to us, that you would build faith in us, and that you would meet us here today. Amen. All right, you guys can have a seat. So, I think Jesus' words, I am the way, the truth, and the life, is, is the basic, simplest creed for Christians. Like, you want to know, at its most basic level, what it means to be a Christian, it's to believe these words of Jesus. Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the life. And, you know, just by living in the world, we will encounter messages that say, this is the way, or this is the truth, or you want to have a good life, do this. And, and so whether we're deciding or sliding, uh, it's, it's, it's answering these questions that help us go through life. And I'm actually right now reading two books kind of on accident that both project my life about 40 years into the future, like I'm imagining when I'm 70 or 80. And the two books are Outlive by Peter Atia and Finding Peace in the Last Third of Life. And these guys couldn't be more different. Uh, the guy on top is Paul Zoll, and he wrote The Peace in the Last Third of Life. And the guy on the bottom is Peter Atia. And uh, if you hang out with me at all, you'll, you'll hear the words Peter Atia says, or Paul Zoll says, a lot lately. And Peter Atia has me asking or thinking a lot about diabetes and dementia and heart disease and all like the physical things that I want to be able to do when I'm 70. I want to be able to get off the ground and carry groceries and maybe, you know, even do some light hiking. But Paul Zoll is asking the bigger questions of what really matters. And as an Episcopal priest, you know, uh, he'll quote, for instance, the Jefferson airplanes and say, uh, when the, like, asking the question, when the hope within you dies and the truth turns out to be lies, what then? Do you guys know the line? I just want somebody to love. I just need somebody to love. And, and that's what we're really here about. Like if the, tr- if the things you thought were true are cast into doubt and you've lost hope, we need somebody to love and love us back. And that's, that can be found in a limited way, in friendship, in, in romantic relationships. But ultimately, our hearts were made, I think, to love a power bigger than ourselves. A creator of the universe that would come to be with us. And so when we, when we talk about Christianity, we say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And it's his death and teachings and resurrection that we hang on to, but it, it's the person of Jesus. And so Leo Tolstoy, who actually was you know, raised in Russia, abandoned his 
church upbringing, tried finding happiness in all kinds of places and fame and money. You know, his books made some good money and he had kids, he had 13 kids and he said, that distracted me for a while. But from from life's deepest questions, but he said, after all that, he, he wrestled with this question, what meaning does my life have that death does not destroy? And so to, to look forward into that, what, what, what about when I'm 70? What will really matter to me when I'm 70? What, what's going to be left? My career will probably be over. My kids will be moved out of the house, hopefully. The, uh, the, the physical stamina that I used to have will start to decline. And what, what then? You just need somebody to love. <laughs> That's what's going to matter most. And so to put up that quote again by Freddie Mercury uh, that he, he used, you can, he says, you can have everything in the world and still be the loneliest man. Success has brought me world idolization and millions of dollars, but it's prevented me from having the one thing we all need, a loving, ongoing relationship. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And for the disciples of Jesus asking the question of how do I have relationship with God, that was, their, that was the question. That was their highest priority. That was the trajectory of their life. How do I go and be with God both now and into eternity? And we might not all be asking that question, but we're all asking the question of, what is meaning? What is purpose? Is there more to life than this? And Jesus answers the question, my father has a house and I have a place for you if you follow me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the invitation is to follow the ways of Jesus. But he's saying here something actually really profound. When he says, I am the truth, he's not, he didn't say, did you notice, this is the truth. I have a set of ideas, and this is the truth. Now, there are true ideas, and he gives true ideas. He says, these are the ways to live in order to have life. But at the center of this, he says, I am the truth. In other words, truth is a person. Having relationship with this person will help you live in truth. So again, there's, there's experiences and there's evidence, but in the middle, we look to a person. That person is Jesus. And so I would say truth is relational, but that's not the same thing as saying truth is relative. To live by the truth means that we find the source of life. We find the one who has defeated death, who has, you know, by many accounts of evidence has raised, been raised from the dead. And if that's true, then that has an impact on our life and this journey in faith or toward faith. C.S. Lewis, who was mentioned in the video also, says this. He says, I believe in Christianity as I believe the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because I see everything by it. It's like those glasses that we're 
were mentioned. When Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, this relational truth means that everything I see now comes into new light. It's not just a set of beliefs that I can keep tucked away over in this compartment of my life. It's, it's the, the person through which I see all other people, the person through which I see all ideas. And so whether it be politics or purchases or shopping or vacations, to remember that Jesus loves us and if you're following him, that our whole life's mission is to love like Jesus. That, that infuses every dull moment with meaning and purpose. Every relationship with infinite power and potential. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Alice Cooper says this. <clears throat> who some of you know had like had a conversion experience. He says, I, I, it hasn't been easy combining religion and rock. It's the most rebellious thing I've ever done. Drinking is easy. Trashing your hotel room is easy. But being a Christian, that's a tough call. That's real rebellion. And so I'm not, I'm not pitching you a get rich quick or a live life easy program. Uh, it is not easy to follow Jesus. And you're not going to suddenly have a life without suffering or a life without disease or a life without doubt or a life without questions if you look to Jesus for truth and meaning and purpose in life. But it will help you make sense of those questions and that pain and that grief and that sadness. He will. His promise to us is that he will walk with us. And we, we see that his disciples actually have a lot of questions themselves and they're sitting at his feet and they're hearing everything he says and every and watching everything he does and they still say we don't get it and they still doubt and they still sometimes deny and yet Jesus keeps coming back to them and so truth i don't think truth is something that we can totally grasp, but it's something that we can walk toward. And what Jesus is offering us is a friend along that path. And so if you ever meet someone who thinks that they've arrived at the truth, be very, very suspicious of them. Because the Hebrew idea, Jesus was a Jew, you know, the Jewish idea of truth is experiential. And what you find throughout the Bible is that the people of God wrestle with God. And, and bring their anger to God and bring their sadness to God and bring their questions to God. And, and they keep on doing it. But instead of turning away from God and running from him, they turn toward him and yell at him and sometimes thank him and sometimes tell God that I'm sorry. One final thing I want you to consider from uh, Camus is that life is the sum of all your choices. And so you made a choice to be here today. And that's actually, that's not an easy choice to make. There, I mean, it was raining. You probably drove by like 20 cops on the way here. You could have stayed home. Uh, you could have, you know, watched NFL pregame 
all day long, but you came. And, and actually, we, we think it's really important in faith to make a choice and to make a choice about Jesus. Am I going to orient my life toward Jesus? Am I going to let him be my guide? Am I going to live my life as best I can according to his teachings? Am I going to stay curious about what he's inviting me to do with this day, with next week, with the trajectory of my life? Am I going to let him define what's most important? And so life is about choices. And this is not... uh, this is not to contradict what I said earlier, that life is relational, not relative. Like, life is dynamic, and faith is dynamic. And truth, because we're talking with a living, about a living person, it, it's dynamic, but it's about making choices. So, for instance, if you're in a serious relationship, my wife and I have been married now, we just had our 13th anniversary. And... That started with a choice 14 years ago to go on a date and then to go on another date. And you've made a date maybe today to check out Jesus. And we made, you know, we went and had ice cream and we checked each other out a little bit. Uh, and then it, it led to a big decision, to a commitment. We said to each other, even when it's hard, we're going to stick through it. And when we got to that point, we realized, uh, partly because for us, it, it, was, it was really God had a big part of how we met and why we decided to get married. But like, th- that was a big choice. And so like, at, at some point, you might feel like, I'm ready to make a choice to orient my life toward Jesus. And, and there's going to be opportunities to share that, whether that be right now, and you would ask someone to pray with you. Uh, prayer is just talking to God, or whether that be in a, dis- a discussion group after the service. I think it's, it's very, it's vital that we consider the choices that we make, because you will make choices. It's not a matter of making choices or not making choices. Your, your choices will be influenced by external realities and factors. Uh, it's, it's the TV we watch. It's the books we read. It's the people that we hang out with. Like there will be influences in how we make our choices, whether it be how we spend our money, our time, whether it's the beliefs that we hold. But I'm inviting you to actually consider who and what you want those influences to be. Like over the next 12 weeks throughout the Alpha Course, but also as you walk this journey of faith and journey of life. I'm inviting you to consider making a choice to orient your life around Jesus today, if that's something you feel like God is stirring you toward. But there's not pressure. And again, the real, the real invitation is just walk with us on this journey. And so I'm going to invite you guys to stand and we do something here at the Vineyard. You, you can sit here in a minute. But we just, we like to create a little space. Stand now, sit later, <laughs> if you want. We think that there's value in just taking time in the quiet. 
whether that be a time to reflect on kind of what we've just talked about, whether that be a time to simply try to relax and meditate, uh, maybe, maybe pay attention if God is trying to get your attention uh, to say something, to, to draw you toward him. I mean, the questions of what will matter when I'm 70 and what am I living for and is there more to life than this? These are things to sit and ponder. Thanks again for listening to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We hope you share this with your friends and family and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.